This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to War Zones, telling all sides of the story. This is The Rita Cosby Show. Rita Cosby show for some big news. Uh, the U.S. Supreme Court has decided that it will hear oral arguments as to whether Tre- President Trump can stay on the Colorado presidential primary ballot. Remember, Colorado and Maine have both kicked him off the ballot. He stays on till all these appeals go on. But now the U.S. Supreme Court just responded about an hour or so ago and said, yes, it will hear the case. And oral arguments are going to happen on February 8th. What makes that really interesting is March 5th is Super Tuesday. Colorado is on the Super Tuesday ballot. So that means that there's less than a month after they healed the oral arguments and also remember absentee ballots and all that other stuff goes out ahead of time too. But it will be less than a month before the Colorado contest happens. So it's going to be tight. And a lot of attorneys on both sides seem to think that the U.S. Supreme Court will act swiftly, will make a decision swiftly. So that could be a very big deal. Now they are saying they will indeed hear the case. A lot of people thought they would. I thought they would. Just because you could hear differences between states. Michigan said, no, we're not going to do it. California said, no, we're not going to kick them off the ballot. But then Maine and Colorado said, yes, they will. And there are a lot of other states, including New York, also looking at that. So that's a really big deal that now the Supreme Court will look into that 14th Amendment and decide whether or not President Trump applies to that. In other words, was does it extend to a president? Uh, was it an insurrection? Is he an insurrectionist? There are so many issues here. And also, is it up to states to decide versus Congress to decide? There's a lot of big legal issues. But the bottom line is the appeal by President Trump to have the highest court in the land look at this uh, well, the highest court came back on a Friday night and said, yes, they will. And that is a very, very big deal. And speaking of big deals, tonight we also heard some really unbelievable vitriol. I rarely say this, but it was one of the most disgusting, unpresidential speeches I have ever heard. And I am talking about President Biden today. There he is at Valley Forge, and here's a guy who is claiming that he is the uniter-in-chief, that this is a guy that he said, oh, I'm going to represent all Americans, and I am going to be the person who's going to save democracy in America. That's not even an interpretation. That's 
almost verbatim of what he said. And then at the same time, this is the man who has been allowing these challenges to kick Trump off the ballot. He has been allowing them to move forward. He has been smiling like the Cheshire cat every time some new case or charge goes against President Trump. He hasn't even admitted that the border is wide open. So you could kind of say maybe some of the things that he has been doing would fit dereliction of duty. And yet he is saying the other guy is leading opponent clearly because it looks like it's going to be at this point a matchup between the two. That is leading challenger is the threat to American democracy. And then he went further. He said some of the most shameful things I have ever heard a sitting president say. And I've heard a lot of speeches in my day. I was senior correspondent for Fox in Washington. I covered so many presidential speeches. I've seen a lot of them right there, feet away from the president. And I've seen a lot covering them from afar. But what I heard today from a man who claims that he is the beacon of virtue. What about Hunter Biden? That he cares about America's sovereignty. What about our borders? He's the one who has the world in calm position. What about Ukraine? What about Hamas? There are so many issues that are going on right now. And it was an embarrassing, despicable speech from a sitting U.S. president who tries to claim that he is the arbiter of democracy in America, that he and he alone is the person who can save democracy in America, it was shameful. And I was embarrassed and disgusted, and I hope you were too. What did you think of President Biden using Valley Forge talking about the great patriots back then in Valley Forge in 1777 and George Washington and making it sound like he is leading the charge this time to save democracy uh, by trying to kick out his opponent uh, in ways that are so un-American and unseemly and never done before in American history. And his words were petty, they were nasty, And they were down right beneath the office of the presidency. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Here's a little bit of Mr. Uniter and above the fray, President Biden. This was shameful. Trump exhausted every legal avenue available to him to overturn the election. Every one. But the legal path just took Trump back to the truth that I had won the election and he was a loser. Well, so knowing how his mind works now, he had one he had one act left, one desperate act available to him. The violence of January the 6th. And then President Biden proceeded to keep using the word insurrection. And we all know why he's doing it. He's doing it because of exactly what we just said. The U.S. Supreme Court is now going to review on the 14th Amendment issue. And they may even look as to whether President Trump, quote, committed an insurrectionist act. Again, that goes all the way back to the Confederacy 
Um, and many people say it doesn't extend to the president. And also, if you look at January 6th, uh, it was interesting. Earlier tonight, I was watching, it was CNN, and at one point they said, you know, the rally that took place on January 6th, because tomorrow, of course, is the three-year anniversary. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, the uh, insurrection of January 6th. It's like, uh, wait, 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 I got to get my verbiage right. You know, it was crazy. There, The person who died? On January 6th was Ashley Babbitt, the unarmed veteran, the female who was there, who had no guns and was shot by that Capitol Hill police officer. And we still have a lot of questions about that. There's a huge lawsuit now on behalf of her widower. Uh, earlier today on Cats and Cosby, we had Judicial Watch that actually filed that lawsuit today uh, to get some answers. Uh, so, you know, we can get into January 6th tonight. We can sure as heck get into Joe Biden tonight who I thought was a disgrace as a commander-in-chief, and I thought it was so unseemly and unpresidential, his speech. Here's a little bit more where insurrectionists happen to be the word of the day for this president. I'm trying to rewrite the facts of January 6th. Trump is trying to steal history the same way he tried to steal the election. But he, we knew the truth because we saw it with our own eyes. So it wasn't like something, a story being told. It was on television repeatedly. We saw it with our own eyes. Trump's mob wasn't a peaceful protest. It was a violent assault. They were insurrectionists, not patriots. They weren't there to uphold the Constitution. They were there to destroy the Constitution. But everything this president has done is like our savior-in-chief, Some of the actions, he has done nothing to condemn BLM. He has done nothing to condemn these anti-Israeli protests uh, that have been raging across the country. Even at UPenn, where, remember, it's the UPenn Biden Center, because that's where those classified documents were kept, remember, among other things. So give me a break. Here is a little bit more, and I didn't think it would get any lower, but it sure did with this one. He calls those who oppose him vermin. He talks about the blood of America as being poisoned, echoing the same exact language used in Nazi Germany. He proudly posts on social media the words that best describe his 2024 campaign, quote, revenge, quote, power, and quote, dictatorship. There's no confusion about who Trump is, what he intends to do. I placed my hand on our family Bible, and I swore an oath on the very same steps of the Capitol. To equate the president's words, the former president's, again, the leading challenger against him, saying his words invoked Nazi Germany. Also, we're hearing in the last few hours that President Biden, early next week, it looks like on Monday, is going to go to Charleston, South Carolina, where there was that horrible shooting that took place at a church where a white man opened fire on black parishioners. It was a disgusting, horrible crime. And so obvious why now the president picks to go there after a speech like this, It shows that this president who says he's the unifier and the other guy is the threat to democracy 
He is going to make his whole election campaign. This is the first campaign speech of 2024, and he launched a big campaign ad, very similar. This is a concerted effort to say Trump is a threat to democracy. Uh, He's a racist. He's a this. He's a that. Uh, Please, everybody, pay attention to those claims by me and not the wide open border, not the wars raging around the world. Uh, not crime in the streets and not your concerns how you can't buy a house uh, because the mortgage rates are so high. Try to ignore all that in the plunging poll numbers, and let's just keep talking January 6th, January 6th, January 6th. 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Dom, line two in Minnesota. Dom, uh, I really thought this was just a, a pathetic Horrible speech for a sitting president of the United States who claims to be above the fray. Well, Rita, you seem to be on fire, even when compared to Sid and friends. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I think we're all on fire. I'm telling you, well, I'm telling you, Dom, this to me is disgusting. I was yeah. mortified to see it because it was like uh, like almost an Orwellian view, like, like, look at these other guys as he's trashing everybody and their brother. Like, if you don't agree with him, you're a threat to democracy, uh, as opposed to uh, maybe some of his actions are far overbearing. So after after Joe Biden's uh, men's, uh, Joe Biden's campaign speech, I'll bet you the Supreme Court decision will be 9-0 in favor of Trump, because this is my reasoning. Whichever of those judges vote against Trump will have a tough time defending their legal legacy once they retire. I'll, I'll bet you even Katanji Jack Brosnan will say, well, I can't take this. I'm this guy is an idiot. I know he brought me in, but I can't support this. So Biden will actually save democracy by losing to Trump. He's right. Yeah, maybe you're right. You know what? Now that I see the logic behind it, Dom, it all makes sense. Um, but But... I think you're right that they will throw it out because if you see the arguments from even people like Bill Barr and Chris Christie and some of these others who, again, are not fans of Donald Trump, um, they have come out and said that this is overbearing, this is overreaching, and they've said similar vitriol, obviously, uh, to what uh, we heard from Biden today. Again, they're not the president of the United States. He is. Um, but um, because they have been very steadfast on, I can't stand Trump, but this is not correct. So that's why I actually will be surprised if indeed the Supreme Court doesn't throw this out and say this is completely not what the 14th Amendment's for. This is an overreach. Uh, it's an election year. This is election interference. Let the voters decide. Don't have these, you know, uh, some secretary of state uh, who clearly is a very biased uh, supporter of President Biden, decide if Trump is on the ballot or not. That's a dangerous place to go. And um, and even in the last few hours, Ron DeSantis has repeated that maybe they're going to look good, too, in Florida, kicking Biden off the ballot. And uh, it would be like a touche moment. And I think because of all of that, And these obvious threats to crossing the line, and this is not what I think our founding fathers, and I think even those people who certainly know the Constitution uh, even much better, uh, you know, than than someone like me, but the people who spend their lives looking at it and are not Trump fans have said this is not 
what they believe was the intent, that it doesn't apply, and that this is such a dangerous opening to chaos in America. And I think for that reason, they'll do something to rein things in and try to bring some reason on this point. But, you know, it's interesting, Dom. Again, President Biden has never condemned these efforts to oust Trump, uh, whether it's through the court cases, whether it's through a criminal cases that we've seen, never. And in fact, he was smiling ear to ear saying, yeah, his actions were insurrection. He, not only was he not denouncing, he was fueling the flames. And so that speaks volumes of what this man will do to stay in power. one 800 848 9222. We'll continue your calls, everybody, after the break. 1-800-848-9222. And you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. The Rita Cosby Show. Rita Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, which we love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, where we get to honor our great law enforcement men and women. A powerful story from Naperville, Illinois, where two adults and a two-year-old were pulled from their vehicle last week. Police say the driver hit the gas pedal instead of the brake sending the car down an embankment and into a pond. Well, the Naperville police responded to a call by witnesses who saw the partially submerged car sinking into the pond. And when officers arrived on the scene, three officers immediately went out into the water. They broke out a rear window to rescue the child and helped her parents out of the car. The car, by the way, at the time was in some 20 to 25 feet from the shoreline with water reaching up to the windows of the car. So, boy, was that a scary situation. Naperville's police commander said, quote, the officers did a fantastic job on a very cold day, forgetting about the elements and doing what is expected. Thankfully, this ended in a happy resolution with everyone being okay. By the way, the two-year-old and her parents are now safe at home after being rescued by the Naperville police. And bravo, of course, to all of our great men and women in blue who do so much to protect us every single day. Well, we are talking about President Biden and a speech that had vitriol over vitriol. And every other word, again, tomorrow is the anniversary of January 6th. And he says it was the biggest threat to democracy, essentially, in American history. Uh, A lot of people and some of you who are calling in were there at January 6th on the Capitol Hill. So you can tell me if uh, you think Biden's analogy is appropriate. Uh, It sure sounds like a lousy insurrection if uh, the only person who was armed uh, were the police and also the only person who died on January 6th was Ashley Babbitt, who was an unarmed female veteran, and she got killed by that guy who was with the Capitol Hill Police and that officer who there have been reports that he's had a history of problems and yet uh, still no answers as to what really happened there. And also... Trump, it's been reported in multiple places, 
called for at least 10,000 members of the National Guard, saying we should have extra security. That was in the days leading up to it. Uh, I would call that a really poor planned insurrection. No guns uh, and also uh, a request for extra security. And remember all the tapes tied to January 6th? Remember when they did that? quote, bipartisan January 6th committee, which uh, the members on the other side were Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger, uh, who are probably more to the left and hate Trump more than the, you know, the Democratic politicians on that committee. Well, during that, uh, remember, we saw slivers of people's testimony. We saw little glimpses. You know, we saw, okay, here's what this person says. Here's 10 seconds. Here's what Ivanka said. Here's what so-and-so said. Here, And they put it in, you know, remember, it was it produced like Hollywood-style production, played wall-to-wall on all the channels, and at the end of the day, uh, nada really came out of it. But it was definitely designed to smear President Trump and anybody who supports President Trump. Well, we still... Don't see the rest of those interviews. Those, where's the rest of those depositions? They played like 15 seconds of it. In some cases, maybe a minute or two at the most. They usually go on for hours. Where's the rest of them? Well, it turns out a lot of the videotapes of evidence from the cameras on January 6th, from testimony after the fact and elsewhere has been destroyed. It's missing. And the Democrats have said, Oh, I didn't know we should have to keep that. That is a standard practice that you keep tapes when you're doing anything, especially on Congress or legal, any perspective, an investigation. What do they have to hide that suddenly those tapes aren't available? Could maybe it be that they took phrases out of context, that they took like the 10 seconds somebody said something, but the rest of it where they said, uh, what I really mean is blank, blank and blank, all of that out of it? What do you have to hide? Why are those tapes not here anymore? Why they suddenly disappear, which is an extraordinary uh, mistake or uh, illegal act? And why aren't Republican members of Congress going after that? They should start doing hearings. Who, who destroyed the tapes? Because that is a violation of law. They should not have done that. So there's a lot of questions here tonight. But one of the things that is not in question is President Biden is now going to turn the campaign to be very nasty. We saw it the last go round. Remember, suddenly he did, you know, I call it the uh, the Darth Vader speech where he had like the red in the background and he had the two Marines and it was like the blood red dripping down. And that's when he said that Trump is a threat to democracy. That was sort of one of the first times we really sort of heard him go full throttle on that. Well, he doubled, tripled down today, and this was, I think, the nastiest speech I have seen President Biden ever deliver, and by far the nastiest speech I've ever seen a sitting American president deliver. And every other word out of his mouth was insurrectionist, 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 because he is trying to label Trump and anybody who's close to Trump as an insurrectionist, because their plan is not just to kick Trump off the ballot, they're hoping, but to kick Anybody associated with Trump, uh, there's like a 100 members of Congress plus that supported President Trump around January 6th, right, with all that stuff. They're going to probably go after each one of them. We already see them trying to go after Scott Perry, who is the congressman Republican in Pennsylvania. Remember, Valley Forge is in Pennsylvania. So you see where all this is going. But, boy, it is going to be one heck of a nasty year And here's a little bit more uh, from our uh, presidential 
commander in chief. I'm being facetious because it didn't sound presidential today. For the first time in our history, insurrectionists had come to stop the peaceful transfer, transfer of power in America. First time. Smashing windows, shattering doors, attacking the police. Outside, gallows were erected as the MAGA crowd chanted, Hang Mike Pence. Inside, they hunted for Speaker Pelosi. The House was chanting as they marched through and smashed windows, Where's Nancy? And by the way, where was Nancy in the congressional hearings? I am. I want to know about that part, too, because those are requests for additional security that Trump's guys swear they were parts of meetings and heard the president directly say it. And then Nancy Pelosi didn't get called to say, why did you turn it down or your office turn it down? She never got called. That would have been a, a very key witness to bring in. Maybe they'll have the real January 6 hearings at some point. That will be one for the record books. But here's a little bit more of Biden swiping Trump and anybody around him. Trump won't do what an American president must do. He refuses to denounce political violence. So hear me clearly. I'll say what Donald Trump won't. Political violence is never, ever acceptable in the United States political system. Never, never, never. It has no place in a democracy. None. It can't be pro-insurrectionist and pro-American. Um, you know where I wonder, where was he during all the BLM riots? For some reason, I don't remember hearing him denounce. And in fact, his vice president contributed to the Minnesota Freedom Fund, which was supporting and bailing out the rioters. Uh, he didn't condemn that violence. And if you want me to start showing the pictures of what Minneapolis looked like when the police station was burning down to the ground? And what about the current anti-Israeli protests? He isn't condemning them either, even though one day he says he supports Israel, and then the next day he says, uh, you know, Israel shouldn't be indiscriminately hitting civilians in Gaza. Flip, flop, flip, flop. But he's not trying to clamp down on the protests because he doesn't want to lose voters. So I would say that's a little political. Boy, is the pot calling the kettle black. I use the word Orwellian because it was like an alternate universe speech. And here's a little bit more of him swiping and using the word insurrectionist again. What's Trump done? Instead of calling them criminals, he's called these, these insurrectionists patriots. They're patriots. And he promised to pardon them if he returns to office. Trump said that there was a lot of love on January the 6th. The rest of the nation, including law enforcement, saw a lot of hate and violence. And I saw a lot of hate from this president today. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Mimi, line five. Mimi, uh, your thoughts. I, I watched Greg Kelly's show tonight, and um, he had the actual pictures of where um, Ashley Babbitt was and what they were doing. There were three men breaking into the door, trying to get cracking the glass, and she was on the side of the wall, 
And then she, I don't know why she did it, she tried to push into the door three times, and then she went to the side of the wall again. He had his gun crooked at an angle, and he got her. She didn't even, she wasn't even near the door after when he shot her. She was going to the side of the wall. And you know, Mimi, then, you know, Mimi, he has also, that officer has never once said he did anything wrong, nor has any member of the, quote, January 6th committee. And, and you're right. Listen, I, and, and, and I just want to make it clear to everybody, I do not condone violence. Um, there have been some images of, like, people punching an officer or doing anything like that. That wasn't the case at the Ashley Babbitt. I just want to clear that up, Mimi. But I don't like that. But but I agree with you. There is where where's the answers on those, Mimi? Where's the answers on those? Yeah, yeah, Rita. Rita, I wanna speak about Kathleen Boylan. Uh Mayor Giuliani was on this afternoon and he gave a a, a summary of what happened to her. She was in with the crowd. They were in the tunnel. I guess there's a tunnel going to the Capitol. Yes. And there was such a crowd that she fell into the crowd, and uh, she, I guess she was stepped on. So the crowd, some of the men in the crowd went to the police officers to say that they could, could they help her. But what they did, they beat her up. They hit her in the head. They hit her in the uh, body. So she died then, and I saw the tapes. Uh, it just happened to – I was looking through the tapes, and I saw them drag her into the Capitol building. They put her on the side of a wall, and there was another woman uh, with uh, handcuffs on on the other side of the wall. You know, uh, when you hear this – boy, first of all, uh, that is just obviously tragic when you tell me what you just told me um, of what happened to uh, Roseanne Boyland – um, who died uh, to me, that's just, it's, it's horrible. The other thing that I think of, and obviously on a, on a much lesser degree than what happened to Roseanne Boylan, but you're talking about these images and these pictures telling a different story. And remember it was a couple months ago when they released some of the January 6th footage, when Mike Johnson became the new speaker of the house. And when they released it, you see a lot of the Capitol Hill police are acting like, tour guides, you know, and opening the doors and saying, come on here. Uh, Oh, yeah, sure. Waving to the people as they're walking down the hallways. I'm not saying every single person there was waving to police and walking down the hallways, but a huge, enormous, predominantly amount was. And and they seem to somehow leave that out. And one of the people uh, that you see who they you always see often on the news is this one guy who's been convicted And I think he's in solitary confinement now. And he's there waving to the police officers walking down the hallway. So either he has a split personality and something we didn't see on camera, or uh, they're throwing the book at a guy who just happened to be in the building and was waving and looks like he was being led in by tour guides. Uh, Again, not everybody, but a huge portion like that. Uh, It's a travesty of justice. It is a travesty. Um, you know, we've, I've talked to uh, Alan Dershowitz, and he represents some of the people. He represents at least one of the people there. And he said he had the hardest time when the Democrats were in power to get any of the footage. 
And at first, they didn't make any of the footage available, made it sound like almost there's no other footage. And then they found out when the Republicans came out and started releasing some of the tape. Oh, wow, there's some footage of my client on there uh, being let in by police and hanging out. I mean, how can anybody have this is the kind of stuff, this kind of rigging the video and or playing certain parts or playing just a little clip of someone's testimony. Or like you said, in the case of this horrible, sad story of this woman uh, that you're describing, Roseanne Boylan, the Trump supporter who died. Uh, I mean, what a horrible story that they were seeking help. And then she gets, you know, uh, beat up uh, from what a number of people have said. This is this is this is not America. This is banana republic type stuff. And it, I'm 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 just shocked that the Democrats are going to such blatant lengths. Uh, and and again, not a Republican Democrat. Just put the truth out there. Let people know whatever the truth is, and then they can make up their own mind. But when you only put a little piece out and you claim that that's the story, and if you question them, oh, you're anti-American, you're an insurrectionist. Uh, boy, no wonder they're scared of Trump, because I bet you day one, the first thing he do is go after those people who destroyed the January 6th tapes or try to find them. And that's the last thing they want. 1-800-848-9222. It's the Rita Cosby Show. This is the Rita Cosby Show. President Biden, in a very nasty, uh, mudslinging speech, and it is a sign of where the 2024 race is going. Listen to pollster Doug Schoen, who was with me and John Katzenmatidis on Katz and Cosby earlier today. Yeah, I don't think he does want to keep it above the fray. I think he believes that his only path to victory is a barnyard brawl and that uh, the lower he goes, the lower Trump goes, and that that is a path to victory because ultimately politics ain't beanbag. It's not whether you get close or not. Uh, it's whether you win. And I think that's their conclusion. Uh, they're not changing policies. You didn't hear him say, uh, I'm committed to doing the people's business. Yeah, you didn't hear that. Uh, and I think Doug's right, a barnyard brawl. Didn't uh, Biden say he wanted to take him around the back one time and punch Trump? I can't remember if it was behind the barn, but uh, it is a barnyard brawl. Uh, yeah, the gym, I think it was something like that, but it was close. Maybe there's a barn behind the gym. You never know. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Norm. Uh, Norm, uh, you were there right on January 6th. Correct, Rita. Yeah. And I, I, I'm a, you know, I was a dangerous insurrectionist with the 55 people that I uh, went on the bus with. Uh, they were all geriatrics. I had a chicken salad sandwich with me. Now, that is a dangerous weapon. That I mean, is I, a, I, whoa. Oh, my good. You know, uh, the fact it was a sandwich, you're right. You yeah. are an insurrectionist because it was a sandwich. You know, you know, you know, Norm, what do you when you hear this, Norm, it's like like, uh, like he's democracy is was on the line. And the Lone mm-hmm. Ranger, a.k.a. Biden, you know, rode in on the white horse and saved the day. And boy, 
we can't wait for him to do it again. I mean, it is. And then the other everybody else, Vermin, he's great. Mm Look, Rita, if I was his advisor, I would tell him to do the same damn thing because he's a lousy president. And uh, that's, you know, I mean, uh, that's the way it's going to be. Look, Rita, I got to ask you a question. If you'll quickly indulge me to promote a pro-Israel counter vigil that I'm taking part in. Sure, sure. Okay, All right. It will be I'm going to invite all your listeners and callers to on Monday uh, at 720 West 181st Street at 430 p.m. in Manhattan. Uh, it will be a pro-Israel counter-vigil. Uh, American and Israeli flags should be provided, but please bring American and Israeli flags if you've got them, as this will be a sanctioned and permitted event. So NYPD will have an area for us to stand in. And on the flyer, it says, from the river to the sea, Israel is what you'll see. So please come. Stand up for Israel. This will be a peaceful rally, at least from our side. Monday, January 8th, 720 West 181st Street in Manhattan at 4.30 p.m. I would like all your callers, uh, Phil, Stan, Teddy, everybody, everybody. You know, if you love Israel, if you love America, please show up. And thank you, Rita, for letting me Beer from the immediate topic, anyway. No, no, no. And by the way, you know how much I support Israel, and I'm happy to see that there is going to be a pro-Israel one. Keep it safe, keep it peaceful, um, and and show those proud proud flags uh, all over the place, um, and show uh, why it is important, obviously, to support our great ally Israel. Norm, thank you so much. Um, let's go to let's go to Patrice real quick. Line four, Patrice. Oh, happy New Year, Mrs. Mrs. Cosby. Thank you, you too. Okay, I'm just giving a brief call. I was really taken aback when I found out that my youngest daughter got her second book published. Um, I had said to you some years ago, you know, that we authors should stick together. Yes, uh, I remember. What's the topic, real quick? Her topic has to do with um, um, her her, her second book has to do with um, um, happiness and and love. Well, I'll take that because we need more of it, especially after President Biden's speech. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. In this hour on the Rita Cosby Show on a very busy news night on a Friday. Boy, is it action-packed. Well, it's still action-packed on our U.S. southern border. And it is a disaster of the president's making and his administration. In a few days, the first uh, sort of full committee hearing is going to take place to start impeachment uh 
proceedings, if you will. First, though, the hearings, and then we'll see where it goes. If they vote to indeed impeach Alejandro Mayorkas, there's not enough votes, of course, in the Senate to remove. Uh, but who knows what gets revealed along the way. But Alejandro Mayorkas, and we're going to talk about this later on this hour, because, boy, is the border crisis a disaster for New York and for so many cities across this country. Well, Alejandro Mayorkas, it sounded like it was a trick question when he was asked earlier today, is it a crisis at the border? And he couldn't come up with an answer. It was like, uh, 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 I'm not sure. Uh, he tried to find another word that started with C, and he find it, finally ended up, it's a challenge. But for some reason, he can't even admit it's a crisis, let alone wide open. So, boy, are we in trouble. And, boy, uh, am I going to get out the popcorn for that one? Because as we talk about Biden claiming that Trump, his activities are a dereliction of duty, you just look at that southern border one day, and in one day more than 12,000 crossed, 300-plus thousand crossed just last month, and again 12,000 on one single day recently. You put all that together, that's what I call a dereliction of duty because that to me has made this homeland so unsecure, so dangerous, and we have no idea. And after watching Alejandro Mayorkas, who is our Homeland Security Secretary, uh, I feel a lot more uh, nervous because he was asked, uh, how many people have you guys let let go, essentially, into the United States? You know, catch and release. How many did you essentially release into the homeland, right? Uh, uh, I'm not really sure. A lot? Oh, yeah, a whole bunch. Uh, how many? Uh, I don't know, you know, a million, two this year? I, I was like, I, I thought, oh, my God. This guy is clueless, and he is the guy who's supposed to be protecting our borders. It made me even more concerned than ever. And I hope uh, that the GOP Congress throws the book at this guy and also spotlights what has really been going on on our U.S. southern border. And meantime, we have been hearing also from President Biden today with his very vitriolic speech and All he could say was, I'm the guy who's going to save democracy, not President Trump. Uh, I'm the sole arbiter of democracy in the world. And all I kept thinking about was southern border, uh, the wars raging all over the world, American troops being targeted uh, by these Iranian proxy groups all over the world. Biden not sanctioning Iran, not even putting the Houthis back on a terror watch list. Because he took him off in February 2021 off the terror watch list. Uh, coddling, uh, terrorist groups, trying to coddle Iran, the biggest state sponsor in the world of terrorism. There's a lot of things that I could think about that are a threat to democracy. Uh, but boy, his words were concerning. And listen to President Biden a little bit ago. The choice is clear. Donald Trump's campaign is about him, not America. Not you. Donald Trump's campaign is obsessed with the past, not the future. He's willing to sacrifice our democracy, put himself in power. Our campaign is different. For me and Kamala, our campaign is about America. It's about you. It's about every age and background that occupy this country. It's about the future we're going to continue to build together. And our campaign is about preserving and strengthening our American democracy. 
His is all about helping all of us. And he's a president for all people, even though he said anybody who supports Trump is an insurrectionist and is a threat to democracy. And boy, he said it crystal clear today. Well, just a little bit ago, President Trump was in Iowa and he's there for a rally. Of course, the big Iowa caucus is on the 15th. It's not that far away. That's the first contest of the presidential primary season. Then, of course, you got New Hampshire, but we are right on the throes. And maybe that's why. Because, boy, the election looks like it's solidifying, uh, certainly on the GOP side. I'm not sure if Biden's going to make it on the other side. Uh, who knows? Maybe they'll replace him. Uh, you know, who knows? Uh, there are so many issues going on on all sides. But President Trump came out swinging and said what President Biden said is disgusting. Take a listen. This election is our last chance to save America. Very important. The battle begins in Iowa on January 15th, and Joe Biden's banana republic ends on November 5th, 2024. And there he was saying what Biden's saying is all because he is losing even some of his key voting blocks. The Hispanic part is coming to us at levels that nobody's ever seen before. We're leading with Hispanics. That's never happened before. And African-American is coming to us at a level that I don't think any Republican has seen. Because they understand that uh, this man is not capable. He's not a capable person. I mean, if you had a store and you wanted to take a week off, you wouldn't put him in charge of the store. No, you wouldn't. Would you trust him to run your store? I don't think anybody would. Would you trust Biden to run like a like a little candy store? And you've said, OK, I'm going on vacation for a week and I'm going to put him in charge. Uh, you'd be like, no. Or if you had a friend and, and he said, I'll drive them home. You'd be like, um, I'll put him in a cab instead. Not to worry. Uh, you know, what's interesting. Of course, Trump has had his share of vitriolic speeches. That's his style. And Biden claims that he's above the fray. But boy, did Biden sound like the vitriolic speaker today. And even Trump's little comment there about the candy store, that's nothing compared to what Biden said about Trump in the last few hours. Uh, the table sort of turned today. That's an interesting one. And here's a little bit more about Trump going after Biden after the reply. And it's a bit tepid uh, compared to what Biden said. The only reason Biden is at Valley Forge abusing George Washington's legacy. I mean, he's abusing Washington's legacy, and he never sticks up for Washington. You know, they've taken the name George Washington off many schools and many different. Can you believe it? The name George Washington is coming down from many schools, many in California. And uh, he ought to stop that. But it's a legacy to, it's really a slander and a horrible statement he's making to 75 million Americans. That's what they say. It's much more than that. You saw the numbers that came out yesterday on the election. Everybody saw those numbers. They were released. The fake news doesn't want to talk about them. But it's a disgrace what happened in 2020. It's a disgrace. And everybody knows it. And President Biden's speech today was disgraceful taking a word there from President Trump. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Jacqueline, line five. Uh, Jacqueline, uh, this was one for the record books today. 
You know, Rita, I'm, I'm still focused on the tragedies that occurred on January 6th that very few people are talking about. I'd like to add to what Mimi said about Roseanne Boyland. There is a three-hour video that shows what happened to her that day. And I'm going to use the word alleged in quotes. Now, do me, do me a favor, say. Jacqueline. Describe yes. again who she was um, and, okay. and where she was just for our listeners well, again. Yes. Roseanne Boylan was a 34-year-old young woman who, with a, a, a small group of other people, uh, one of which was a conservative uh, activist and also uh, another gentleman by the name of Jack Lang, were peacefully protesting at the West Terrace Tunnel of the Capitol building. And what occurred was the D.C. police started pushing the crowd back, and in doing so, Ms. Boylan was knocked down, and she wound up being trampled because the D.C. police kept pushing. Now, when those in her group tried to bring to the attention of the D.C. police, as Mimi had mentioned, what instead of helping the woman, what they did, and again, I'm going to use the word alleged, there is a still unidentified female D.C. Metropolitan Police Department officer shown in the video repeatedly beating and hitting Roseanne Boylan in the head with a baton or a stick. And she was also viciously kicked repeatedly. And she died as a result of that. Yet the corrupt D.C. medical examiner is claiming that she died instead of an overdose of prescription medication for ADHD. There's also a third victim that I don't think people are aware of. This incident occurred a few minutes before Roseanne Boyland uh, was trampled and beaten to death. Her name is Victoria C. White. She was also beaten that day by D.C. police officers. And when uh, Texas Congressman Louis Gohmert questioned the corrupt attorney general who heads up Joe Pino, president in name only Biden's Department of Injustice, meritless Merrick Garland, who should be removed from office, when Mr. Gohmert questioned him about Ms. Boylan's death and as to whether or not there was a determination as to who repeatedly struck her in the head with a rod before she died, Meritless Merrick Garland's response was, and I quote, I think this was a matter that was investigated by the U.S. Attorney's Office, period, end of story. They made it go away. They brushed it under the rug. Rita, the only insurrection that occurred that day was that that was perpetrated by the illegitimately installed Joe Pino Biden and his entire tyrannical administration, including his fascist Bureau of Intimidation. They've illegally held innocent people hostage in federal prison for three years, some of whom who weren't even in D.C. that day and were more than several states away. But that's why they want to take away our First Amendment right of free speech, as well as our Second Amendment right to bear arms against their tyrannical government. And as I stated to you last week, there's also some that want to forget, want us to forget about September 11th and those terrorist attacks and the other crazies that are also in political office, that hold political office. Yeah, you mean like uh, the Ilhan Omars, the uh, somebody did something? That's the one. She's the crazy who wants us to believe that those attacks never occurred. Yet almost 3,000 innocent people are still dead, my next-door neighbor being one of them, as a result of those attacks, just as innocent Ashley Babbitt and Roseanne Boylan are still dead after being killed by D.C. Officer Byrd and also this still unidentified D.C. policewoman who's being protected by the corrupt powers that be in in her uh, brutal beating 
uh, that led to her death. You know, we can never forget about these innocents, and we have to speak for them. I agree. Uh, Jacqueline, I don't know if you heard earlier today, but on obviously on WABC, John Katsimatidis and I have Katz and Cosby, and we had somebody from Judicial Watch who was like right. the, the number two guy there underneath Tom Fenton, and they do some pretty amazing work. And they just launched today a $300 million lawsuit against the federal government. They're representing the widower, the husband of Ashley Babbitt. Um, mm-hmm. But but I would be curious to see if they're also looking into, just like you said, uh, Roseanne Boylan. We're going to have to have him back on again and ask him also about Victoria White because their families and their loved ones should certainly have answers and the truth needs to come out what happened to these people that day. And Absolutely. and when I hear this ridiculous stuff of people saying, oh, all these people, I mean, there have actually been a number of politicians who have come out and said so many people died and so many this. And I'm thinking, yeah, the ones the ones who died uh, were innocent civilians. You know, That's I mean, right. as we're just talking about here. And how come we don't know what really happened? Even even on the Ashley Babbitt, that officer and you guys all know I'm a huge supporter of law enforcement. Um, but that officer that day, uh, we were just talking about even the video. Uh, the, the caller who called earlier, Jacqueline, was saying mm-hmm. how like it showed. I didn't see the video, but I have seen other video. Um, this specific one she's talking about. Um, but I can tell you that what I have seen shows a uh, uh, officer who looks like he just panicked and, and and the gun went off. And that's not. And why has he never been called on the carpet for that? And apparently he's had a history of trouble in the past with being fast and loose with the gun. This is why we need more people like you, Rita, who have the power of the microphone behind them to educate the public who may not be aware of this because the mainstream media is covering up for the Biden administration. The the other uh, conservative activist that was in the group was also knocked unconscious, Philip Anderson. And, you know, we can't we can't forget about this. They have literally allowed two people to get away with murder and also the severe injury of two other people that at least I'm aware of as a result of this three hour video. So people need to look at that. They need to speak up. They need to push and pressure their elected officials that we're not going to let this be ignored. Yeah. And and not have them rewrite history uh, as this uh, horrible, defining moment um, of And as you can tell, every other word today, and it was conscious, you know, because believe me, Biden didn't write this speech on his own. Uh, we know that for sure. Um, it was clearly something that was written for him and something he obviously believes, too, because uh, he had a little fire in the belly, which is more than he usually has. He had a pulse today. And usually on other days, like when it got to the like uh, democracy is on the line, he was like pounding his fist. I'm the one. I'm the one who can save it. This insurrectionist. I mean, you could just tell he I do tr- believe that he thinks that uh, because he will do anything to stay in power. And he wants to label Trump and anybody close to Trump as insurrection so they can use this 14th Amendment to kick people off the ballot. And again, Jacqueline, this is like what you see in places like Russia and elsewhere. That's This, this is not America, and that saddens me. Uh, but I'm glad that you talked about these other cases, too, Jacqueline. It's important for people to know the truth. 1-800-848-9222. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. This is The Rita Cosby Show.
So why is President Biden going not just low in his speech, but way low? And boy, we'll also talk about Mayorkas later on in the show because he couldn't answer a simple question about the border. And I say it is time to remove him, even if it's just symbolically that it doesn't physically happen an impeachment, but the world has to see what is going on at the border and not this sort of rosy colored glasses. What problem? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah maybe it's 10 million are missing, but <laughs> give or take a few million uh, potential people that could be on uh, maybe even a terrorist watch list. Don't worry about that. Don't worry that it could affect generations of Americans and our national security. That little thing. Oh, heck yeah. One eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. Uh let's go to Robert in Philly. Your thoughts on Biden's speech. Hi, Rita. It's really good to talk to you. Um, you too always, Robert. I'm always amused these days by that corrupt, befuddled fool. Okay. So he's gonna save democracy and the way he's gonna do that is by silencing and canceling opposition, by throwing, persecuting uh, political opposition, and that's his way of saving democracy. Um, As you laid out beautifully, and as Jacqueline laid out beautifully, the list of this guy's transgressors against this country is just, he's corrupt. And the media is still not talking about his millions in bribes. It's a big joke. By the way, by, by the way, next week uh, there's word that Congress could move forward on contempt proceedings against Hunter and look if Joe Biden was aware that he was going to break the law. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Rita Cosby is on. fire and brimstone and anger at our U.S. southern border. And as we've been talking about President Biden saying that Trump's derelict in his duties 
You could certainly look at our U.S. southern border and say that is a complete dereliction of a commander in chief's duty to open up our southern border. Uh, you see so many cities busting at the seams. You got Eric Adams in New York who is suing 17 charter bus companies. Uh, these are the bus companies that have a legitimate business and were hired by Texas to drop off the migrants in New York. And that's where the New York City mayor is focusing his ire. Uh, I think he should be looking at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue as opposed to trying to sue a bus company that's just doing legitimate business and transporting. Uh, I think it was Norm last night who made the analogy, and it was a good one, Norm. You were like, that's like going after the uh, the bus boy uh, because he didn't like the food, you know? Uh, it's like, let's go right to the chef. And the chef in this case is Joe Biden, who has kept that border wide open. And boy, is it a dereliction of duty. You also have Chicago's mayor now who is saying that he's looking at using COVID relief funds, that apparently there's about $95 million of COVID relief funds that he says are left over. And what's supposed to happen is it's supposed to go back because that's taxpayer money, of course, being used. That's federal funds. That is supposed to go back. But this mayor of Chicago is saying he's thinking of using that money that was supposed to go for COVID relief for like infrastructure for COVID and for education and, you know, health care, things like that. And he is liking to reroute it and have it help migrants. What about the homeless veterans and others in Chicago? Uh, that to me is just, it is unconscionable that these people are busting at the seams and all they keep talking about, particularly if you listen to the Boston mayor and also the mayor in Chicago, the two of them are like, come one, come all, still saying, please come. They're not saying don't come. They're just saying we need more money so more can come. And that's basically the message also in New York. Even though on one breath we hear there's no more room at the inn, and then in the next breath it's like we want to take care of everybody. We need more money. We need to seal the border. And things are so bad that our Homeland Security Secretary uh, who was on Fox News, boy, he, like, made circle back Saki look like a square because he was, like, circling and then circling again and then circling again. I mean, it was – this was one thing to behold. Here's a guy who claims the border is secure, no problems there. He was asked again, is it a crisis at the border? And all he could come back with was another word. It's a challenge. He was like, it's a, I can't say crisis because I'm told I can't say that by my boss, uh, President Biden. So it was, uh, it's a challenge. That's it. That's all. But we're doing a great job. Trust us. Yeah, right. And listen to this when he was asked about the historic numbers of crossings that are coming into our country illegally and listen to what he had to say. Would it be surprise you to hear the CBP sources say that currently they are releasing more than 70 percent of the migrants crossing every day and sometimes more than that number, higher than 70 percent? Would that surprise you? It would not. Uh, it would not surprise me at all. I know the data and I will tell you that when individuals 
are released. They are released into immigration enforcement proceedings. They are on alternatives to detention, and we have returned or removed a record number of individuals. We are enforcing the laws that Congress has well, passed. Say- uh, we're enforcing the laws that are passed. That's not correct because he's not enforcing the law. Uh, and he also, they should have kept what was on the books when they walked into the White House. And then Brett Baer asked Alejandro Mayorkas, uh, what do you think about all these impeachment hearings that are set to begin next week? And no, I'm too busy working to focus on that. Listen to this one. If you were impeached, um, would you step down? You'd be the first cabinet member to be impeached by the House in 148 years. Brett, uh, I lead 260 incredibly dedicated and talented men and women of the Department of Homeland Security. I will continue to lead them in advancing the mission of protecting the American people. That's what we do in the area of immigration, in the area of cybersecurity, in our fight against human trafficking, in saving communities devastated by extreme weather events. We do so much for the American people, and I'm incredibly proud to do it. If he talks about climate change again, I'm going to hit the roof, because you just heard what he said, extreme weather events, like they're all coming because of extreme weather events. Does anybody actually believe that? That, to me, is insanity. This guy does not know what he's talking about. And he is defending, saying that it's an issue happening everywhere. Um, and because climate change, that's why they are fleeing and coming to our borders. Anybody who has ever seen an interview with a single migrant who has said, I had to leave because uh, it was one degree warmer. <laughs> if it is, uh, I, I haven't seen it because you don't see them out there. That is the biggest bunch of hogwash that this administration is trying to sell. And for him to say, oh, I'm too busy. I can't really focus on that little thing called impeachment. I'm too busy doing such a great job at the border. And where's our borders are, by the way, Kamala Harris. There's reports tonight that she's being sort of iced out at the White House, that apparently she doesn't talk to the president that much. They don't have very good relations. And obviously her poll numbers are worse than President Biden's, if you can believe that. So they're thinking maybe she's a liability. Maybe both of them are a liability. Did you ever think that? 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Stan, line three. Stan, your thoughts. First of all, I want to uh, thank you for uh, uh, defending me somewhat. Oh, absolutely, guy, Stan. That, uh, who called me a child molester. Oh, my God. I couldn't believe that the other night. Stan, did uh, you I, hear I, it? I, look, I've been called many uh. things on this station. <laughs> you know, there's a list a mile and a half long, more than the, uh, the border. But, uh, and the, seriously, but uh, yeah, that was one for the record. Well, you know, uh, <laughs> only someone who would know a child molester. And says he he would know so it's possibly he is one 
and he has nothing else to do for the night. He couldn't talk about the subject or the issues of I, the You know, Stan, I, I, and you, I'm glad you heard it because I said, what are you talking about? I had to laugh, too. I was like, I, I where's this you. one coming? I wanted to thank you for up, up to a point you defended me. Oh, I did. I did. No, I said, no, I said that's ridiculous. You know? And I'm glad you got rid of him because, you know, he probably stands in a corner in the alley doing something. Oh, we don't no. Want to know. We don't want to know about that. We don't that. want to know. Now, right, Stan, let's get, yeah, to, let's get, get to, to it. Go ahead. I thought the speech was marvelous. You know I was going to say that. I you mean now President Trump's speech? No, no not, 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 not that traitor. No. Oh. President Biden was absolutely correct in telling the truth of everything. It was a great speech. It's about time he goes after this rat, and he did it in a professional way. Now, you say it's low. Have you seen how low that moron has gone, Trump? I mean, don't talk to me about it. it was actually it it was was more low. expensive than I thought. Oh, it no. I, better. I thought it was really low. It was on the ball. It was unpresidential. And then he mentioned the Nazi Germany thing, which I felt was absolutely great because I had mentioned it on the guy that follows you and related to his, uh, his uh, rallies, and I got banned from it. So obviously the president met about it, that he thinks like a Nazi or comes up with ideas. And I did it on the other guy's show, and I got banned. Well, let, so let what me, does that tell you about censorship? Well, on this well hang on, Stan. Stan, you got a lot in there, first off. Um, and you know I defended you the other day. So here's here's this, to me, was so unseemly of President Biden, because in the same speech, he has sold himself as being the unifier in chief. That's how he rode in 2020 and he tried to kind of go back there today like you know like i am defending democracy i'm doing it just is there anybody out there who actually thinks all these things that are happening with all these lawsuits and the 14th amendment and all that stuff and and biden smiling like like i've never seen uh you know ear to ear like uh broader than his aviators stand i mean he is loving it. He is pushing it. He is happy about it. He keeps throwing the word insurrection, um, saying, you know, let's throw, let's, whatever we can do to stop this guy who's running against me. That to me is so undemocratic. For a man, I would have, I would have found it more refreshing, Stan, if Biden started the speech saying, I'm going to do a, the sleaziest speech and most unpresidential speech, and I'm going to throw away my book pretending like I'm a unifier because I, uh, you know, I'll do whatever I can to win. Now here it is. I would have said, okay, great. At least he's being honest. I, he tried to like wrap it up with a little bow at the end, like he's Mr. Uh, unifier again. That is a farce, Stan. That's a farce. Go ahead, Stan. All right. First of all, uh, I thought he was absolutely right. Unifier, this country isn't unified, and that's because of Donald Trump. It never will be as long as he's around to do anything. It's never going to happen. You think Biden's unifying? You think Biden's unifying? That speech was not unifying. Not with his vehicle lies. You think no, that speech he, was unifying? That speech was not unifying, Stan. That was a that was a sleazy, disgusting speech, election, right? and he should have called it what it was. Let me first say this, okay? The court cases, and I've said this, I've been consistent with you about it. I think Colorado will be overturned because it'll be the court cases when he goes on trial that will matter, not these. I think it will be turned over, absolutely. But I wanted to make a comment on Jacqueline and... Uh, her comments about these two uh, ale- alleged things, and she did say alleged. She didn't know nothing about what happened there. And as far as those two women, got no sympathy for them. Whatsoever. Oh, wait. Oh, they Stan. had no business being there. Stan, that now you have really hit a new low. 
that you think what that 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 they deserved it just because they went there for a rally as many people did that day and we've had norm on the show who was there he was there you weren't there and i wasn't there all right there were a lot of people who have spoken who have been there and if you look at a lot of the footage stan it was a lot more peaceful by far than it has been portrayed and suddenly the videotape is missing on a lot and the testimony is missing on a lot. And you are trying to, are you trying to tell me that Ashley Babby deserve, Babbitt deserved it? Shame on you, Stan. Is that where you're going? She went in there. I didn't tell her to go into riot. This was a full fledged riot to, to stop the election. Police, you should be defending the police. You're a phony. I hypocrite. am a defender of the police, Stan. You know what? I am a defender of the police and you know it because I always do our back the blue. But I also don't like when someone recklessly shoots somebody and has never been called to question about it. As someone who has covered a lot of cases, there's something really fishy here. And I, more than anyone, would love to support that officer. But there are officers who make mistakes. And I think that one, in my opinion, made a horrible mistake that day. And in my opinion, it has been covered up from beginning to end. And you just can't see it because you don't like Trump and you're willing to throw all these other people under the bus. And that is shameful, Stan. And that is really sad. And next time he calls you a child molester, I'll still defend you. All right. Anyway, have a good weekend, Stan. Wow, wow, wow. We'll continue, everybody, with your calls after the break. Uh, But now let's go to our support our heroes. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And this is the Tunnel to Towers Foundation Support Our Heroes segment. By the way, according to the National World War II Museum, less than 120,000 of the 16.1 million Americans who served in World War II are still alive or were in 2023. That is less than 1%. And father and World War II naval veteran Irving Robert Miller, who recently celebrated his centennial, is among the group of brave men and women, and he was honored in Lincoln, Nebraska recently. To mark his milestone, this past December 6th, the Lincoln VA clinic held a special birthday to honor veteran Miller. Now, his journey started at a very young age when he decided to join the junior Naval Reserve at 13 years old, saying, quote, when a lot of boys joined the Boy Scouts in 1936, I instead joined the junior Naval Reserve. Now, he joined the Navy in 1941, and he described the moment as Wonderful. He was first sent to sea on May 19, 1941, aboard the USS Wyoming. I thought, quote, I was given the worst job on the ship, captain of the petty officer's head, (laughs) Miller wrote, noting that head simply meant, as we many of us know, the bathroom. He said, to my surprise, the showers were fresh water and I could take a fresh water shower every day. Uh, you never felt clean using seawater, so that wasn't so bad. But he went on to serve on 11 ships. He fought in nine battles, including the invasion of southern France, earning a Navy Commendation Medal and also Iwo Jima. 
and he served in two squadrons. And how beautiful to see this great veteran, a treasure still living among us, part of that 1% still alive from the greatest generation to see that he is honored and still says how grateful he is always to being an American and to serving our great nation. And after the break, everybody, I will continue with your calls. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. It's The Rita Cosby Show. Well, I'll be happy to disagree with people like Stan. Uh, boy, after that speech, uh, I think we need some uh, medicine to lower our blood pressure. 1-800-848-9222. Uh, let's go to George, line five in Pennsylvania. George. Rita, show awesome. Listening to your show every night is like every day getting hit in the head with a Valentine's card. I love it. And um, Thank you. I just got to warn the people of something. When the Republicans say that blacks and Hispanics are going to vote for Trump, to me that is a flat, bold-faced lie. They are just conditioning the people to accept the invasion of America. As you notice, they never talk about visa violators. It's about a million a year into America. Over 600,000 come from communist China. That's because the establishment never, never takes the side of America, but will protect their business partners, which are the communist Chinese, and they're letting millions of people into this country. There is no way they're going to deport all those people. That's why they're conditioning you to do this. Yeah, and and you you know what also? You know what also? I'll give you another one, George, too. I believe, just as you are saying, that I believe that at some point they're going to say, well, let's kind of cut a deal um, and try to essentially uh, have everybody who's here give them amnesty. That's what I think the Democrats will do in exchange for uh, for the border. And you're right. Uh, we are not keeping a close enough eye on those visas, because if you look at some of the protesters that are out there, the anti-Israeli protesters, I'm sure a lot of them are on visa. Also, the Boston Marathon bombers. Remember, uh, they overstayed their visa. That's how a lot of them come in. You're right. We have to keep an eye on all of these different ways to get into the country. Uh, George, thank you so much. Let's go to John real quick. Line three. John. Yes, uh, Rita, thank you for taking my call. Um, I don't think that Stan might have been aware that there are two individuals, probably a lot more. Uh, there was Ray Epps, who was an FBI informant. Uh, involved with the January 6th uh, problem. Well, and, 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 by, by, and by the way, by the way, hang on, John. By the way, I did. we did actually earlier talk with uh, the po- folks from Judicial Watch. They didn't name any names, um, but what they did say was that they believed that there were some in three-letter agencies that were there. Uh, but go ahead. Well, there's also uh, John Sullivan, who was uh, funded by George Soros to, to wreak havoc over there. He wasn't... I think these these people should be mentioned when Stan decides to be so uh, anti-Trump uh, concerning January 6th. Yeah, no, I, and I think uh, if indeed individuals had connections uh, to any of these three-letter agencies and were there undercover, we don't know that. But, but if indeed they did, uh, boy, does that need to come out. Real quick, Mordecai, you've been on hold. Really quick, Mordecai. 
Well, I just wanted to say that, uh, you know, with Biden's speech uh, being a unifier, while at the same time calling out everybody that supports Trump is not a patriot. Yep. And is calling that unifying. Well, I don't know. I yeah, boy, uh, I don't know about that either from uh, Stan. Uh, I want to know what he's drinking. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.